Hey everyone, this is Jen Kesnick, and you're listening to You Be You, and I'll Be Me. Uh, Lisa Fox is back on. Good morning. Good morning. I'm Hi, so Lisa. happy to be back on. Thank you so much for coming back you on. You know how I love to just ride your coattail. No, you're not at all. <laughs> you're my favorite person to have on. Oh, well, it's a lot of fun to be on. Um, so I contacted you because I wanted to know if you wanted to do a year in review. Yes. I think a year in review is the most funnest thing to talk about. Yeah. Absolutely. I think we can come up with a lot of great things to that we can be grateful for and that we feel still that we're kind of hanging on to. Yeah, exactly. It's a crazy year um, and a lot of things happened. And so we came up with like different, we didn't talk about it, but we right. came up with different kinds of lists and we right. were going to talk about first thing, um, a year of podcasts. A year of podcasts. Wow. And you've had quite the year of podcasts. Yeah. I pretty much, I would say, listen to what? All of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting back last year on January 16th, you uh, started with, I wrote this down, but I, I, cause I, oh, never ever give up. Okay. Do you remember that one? Refresh. Okay, refresh your Because I, I know like who, what they all are, but I know them That was the woman, Angela, who had the stroke. Oh, yes. That was crazy. That was crazy. And... Um, Surfing in Sequins is her Instagram. Oh, is that what that was? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she really talked about how her survival method, what she had to do to come back from that. And raising three boys. And raising three boys. Yeah. And one with special needs, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. That must have been a big challenge to take on for the first of the year. Um, Well, she was really inspiring, and she's very motivated, and she, um, you know, did it all through... Um, diet and exercise, you know, just being super mindful. Right. And I think that's the case with any kind of um, disease today, like diabetes, yeah. high blood pressure. Yeah. You can kind of work those things down, which cause strokes, unfortunately. Well, it's inflammation is the, course, is the source of all disease, mm-hmm. and um, that is directly resulted by what you put in. You know, the fuel you put in is, you know, what you get out, right. and... Um, that's the main cause of it. I mean, even just sometimes, you know, those mindful moments, like sometimes when I'm brushing my teeth for the allotted amount of time that you're supposed to brush your teeth for. Or the two minutes. I think it's two. Like, yeah, that's a long time. It's a long time. But (laughs) when you think like, how long do I usually brush my teeth for 20 seconds? Like gross. Why don't I just brush my teeth for two minutes? Or when you're on the treadmill. And you have to get that three minutes of cardio. It seems like it's forever. Right. Well, at meanwhile, if I wasn't paying attention, I'd be like, wow, that three minutes went really fast. Yeah. Three minutes so of running is very different. I guess when you're in the moment of something and you're really, like, not maybe appreciating what you're doing at that moment, like, you know, brushing your teeth is kind not of a, a It's not a struggle. <laughs> For some. <laughs> Ask some of the kids that live in my that house about brushing true. their teeth. I don't know. And then the next one that you did um, was the post, hashtag post mom syndrome. Oh, love. Yeah. With um, Jan Cable. Yes. Yeah. Um, Crable. Crable. Sorry. She, it has become an Instagram friend of mine. Um, and Who hasn't? Yeah. <laughs> and I really, like, one of the things I love about social media and about Instagram is that it has allowed me to meet some really cool interesting people that are like-minded or even if they're not they want to share their story and make you understand or Mm -hmm. you know whatever and Jan is a really gifted photographer Um, she lives in West Virginia or she has a a mountain home in West Virginia right you talked to her via Uh, Skype Skype yeah right and um, she has this she came up with this hashtag post mom syndrome when her youngest went away to college and he she said he used to get so mad at her because he's like you're still a mom I don't know why you keep saying you're post mom you're my mom and well I I like that post mom better maybe than empty nester or empty quester or what you know like I find that we're really throwing that out a lot these days a lot of people are facing this you know not having children at home anymore and right and what that means and it's a it's a very emotional time I can't imagine it yet. I yeah. just can't. I still have one at home. Well, I think the anticipation of it is more emotional. I mean, it's it's sad. It's definitely not easy, and it comes and goes of, like, when it hits you of, like, oh, this is really sad. I wish 
things were the way they used to be. Mm-hmm. But if you are living your own life and finding things and ways to be creative or active or, you know, like you're, you love your job or, you know, you're going to yeah. start something, a new career or, you know, there's just so many options. It's not over. And, um, it's just a different chapter. I was going to ask you that because you have all your children are basically out of the house. Yes. Um, do you, because you were a full-time mom, do you think that makes it harder to let go and deal with an emptiness as if, as if you didn't have something like prior to before that took the time away I don't, from the home? I don't necessarily think it's, um, full-time mom or working mom. It's your personality. It's your personality. Um, so while I am so close to my children and love them so much and feel like our family's pretty tight, um, I also want them to live their own lives and I want to live my own life. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Not so, you know, when the last kid left, that's when we were like, all right, what should we do now? Because we've been parents since we were 20 years old. Right. You're, you're a kind of an anomaly in, in, in this scheme of things because you guys are so much young. You're young, but you're, all your children are grown out. Yeah. Like you and I are, oh, I'm, I'm four years older than you, five years older than you. That's not bad. <laughs> That's not bad, but I'm still, I still have a 16-year-old at home. Yeah. And, you know, I'm still maneuvering the middle one. Right. Even though she's out, we yeah. still have a lot of play Well, that, that never ends, I don't yeah. think. You know, like, my oldest daughter is engaged. Yes, congratulations. That's something else that happened yeah, in the year, yeah, 2018. Big, big deal. And uh, getting married, and although, like, it's her and her fiancé's deal, you know, it's their party, um, I'm not helping, I mean, I'm, I'll help her anyway, yes. she needs me to help her, but um, I'm not butting in, it's not my wedding, it's right. not my party, right. it's theirs. Exactly. And I really strongly believe that. Well, that's, that's what makes you a smart be. mommy, you have, see, you seem to have really been able to let those wheels spin the way that they have, and that the, the you know, you give good advice, hands on, but like, not too much, and it's. Ne- never unsolicited advice. Like if you want to ask me, I'll tell you. But I'm, I don't want to... And I'll ask them. Like, I have something to say if you want to hear it. And if you don't, I won't say it. Right. And if you do, okay. So you kind of always preface with, I've got something to say, but if you don't want to hear it, I'm not going to say it. So then do you ever get to, like, really clear? But you have to just process that yourself. Because I sometimes feel like I need to say something, and I kind of take the same road, like... I back off because I'm afraid. Yeah. I don't want to butt it because they're adults. Yeah. And I know when I was 20 years old and married and had a baby, I felt like mine and my husband, this was our life. This is our family. We were not afraid. We were very excited. We were very independent. And I didn't want someone telling me how to do it or what to do. Mm. So I give them the same respect. Right. Good for you. And... It works, um, and sometimes they're like, beat it, no, I don't want to hear you. And sometimes they're like, yeah, yeah. what do you have to say? Because for the most part, you know, we respect each other, and yes. we know that no one's saying anything. No, 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 you're only coming from a good place. Right. You're not coming from a bad place. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but getting back to Jan. Yeah, sorry. Um she was just really insightful and a good person for me to talk to at the beginning of the year, you know, when it's just like, you know, okay, this is this is really the year that, you know, like Kelly fully moved out. You right. know, she lives in Savannah. She goes to SCAD. She lives in Savannah pretty much full time because she has a job on top of going to school. So she doesn't come home anymore. Yeah. You know, she, come, she came home for a week in December. Right. And that was it. Um so it was just, it's interesting. It's just a, a different time of life and a time that's really could be exciting if you embrace what it is yes. and not be afraid that things just aren't the same as they used to be. Yeah, I started realizing that things change when they go to college. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think that's really when you, that's really when the change happens because your family is never going to be the same again at that point. And it's not a bad thing. No, it's just different. Right. It's just, you just ha- you have to kind of go with the motions of what is going to happen in their futures. Right. And that 
we all can still be together, but it's just going to be different. Yeah. And, you know, when we are together, let's have fun. Yeah. You know, like, let's make that weekend or week, you know, really fun and have a great time instead of, and, you know, my kids went to boarding school, so we've been... Um, yeah, you've had that adjustment all along. Yeah, we've had that quality over quantity for a long time. And so when they would come home from school, you know, they would get three weeks off at, in March, time, yeah. you know, or three weeks off in December. Um, so when they would come home, we would have dinner at the table every night and sit there for an hour and a half after dinner was over talking. You know, whereas when they, everybody was living at home... Can I be excused back up in your room, door slam? Because you see each other day in and day out, and nobody wants to, yeah. you know, sit there. But when you come together like that, um, people were interested in yeah, what... Yeah, well, also you have other. a short amount of time that you're going to be together. Three weeks goes really fast. Yeah. And let's make that three weeks count. Right. And, you know, and maneuver through the days as, as, as you should. Yeah. Be just being joyful and good. Um, and that brings me to Blessed with Tyler Schultz. Oh, Tyler Schultz. He was so cute. Yeah. A burgeoning. How old is he? He's my daughter Beth's age, so he's 28. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Um, his brother Zachary, his brother Jesse, his brother Griff, and his mom um, are... Okay. All... <laughs> That's Okay. <coughs> That's my friend Jackie. Oh, Jackie. She just moved out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> want a blanket? No, I'm fine. I'm putting on a blanket. Um, and his mom, Mary Beth, I don't know if I said her name, are all uh, burgeoning ministers. They have a really? ministry. They do a, um, a Bible study out of uh, their mom's home. And Zach has his own home, too. And sometimes they do it out of his house. And um, it's really interesting. You know, they grew up out here. Um and they were, you know, Catholic, like, yeah, Easter, Christmas, yeah, we go to church, sure. Yeah. Um, but then at some point, um, their mom just got this, like, this calling to um, talk about Jesus. And hold on one second. So all the boys... Um, kind of followed her lead and and they have this uh really cool family that loves jesus that's great hey it works for them i think it's you know? great you know and embracing any kind of faith love only can do good for your heart well that's the thing you know in it he said you know jesus to me is love and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that no 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 not at all and then you guys did you and Beth did your, the one about self-esteem. Oh, yeah. Miss Beth. Miss Beth. i got to do another one with her now that she's an engaged woman. Um, but, yeah, she is a really good um, person to talk to about that, especially for young people, because she honestly um, has just always not cared about uh, what other people think. So it's a really good trait. And it's it she was born with it. I swear. Gosh. Like because you can't you can't get this kid down. You must have been sort of channeling that through your independent time. <laughs> you were pregnant Maybe. at twenty years old and Maybe. you were like, That's it. Yeah. We're doing this. Oh, I'm sure I had a chip the size of Texas yeah, on my some shoulder. Some people give their kids the love of chocolate chip cookies through right. that, but you gave your kid this trait of being like Plowing through it. I can do anything. I can do it and nothing's stopping me. <laughs> right. That's great. I gave Grace the love of ginger ale. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's okay. Kelly's obsessed with Mariska Hargitay and <laughs> SSVU. Did you watch that a lot? <laughs> no, but she like was obsessed with she it like from the time she was it, right? tiny. I don't know so why. Funny. I think a lot of people are. There's some sort of something like, you know, um, cryptic in those shows. Yeah. They Law suck order, you in. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. But you did two couple of shows with Beth. Yes, we have. Uh, ALS, which... She did her um, her, her graduate uh, program was at a Columbia Journalism School, and she did a documentary on living with ALS, and she wanted it to be more of a heartfelt piece about her grandfather who um, died of ALS, mm -hmm. and 
and so did his sister. Um, and our family has the Kesnick Family MDAALS Center at the University of Miami um, that does a lot of research and helps a lot of people. Um, it's kind of one-stop shopping. It was my father-in-law's legacy of like leaving. Um, he was fortunate enough to have a guy in a van, you know, drive him around to his respiratory therapist yeah. and, you know, all these other things. So he was like, people aren't most usually like me, so let's make this center where you can go and your family can get services where and the patient can get services yeah. and it's one-stop shopping. So she thought it was going to be more about that, but it was arts and sciences. So her um, teacher was like, no, I want it to be about like medical facts. So she had to kind of scrap what she did right. and restart all over again and do more like the genome center and, right. you know, like really a lot of medical facts. So she but learned oh, probably a lot more than she had already known. She really did. And, um, and it's on YouTube and you can watch it, you know, living with ALS, Beth Kesnick. Good job, Beth. Yeah. And then... Um, Oh, I was cracking up. We, you well, you were, did the Hamptic Psychic with yes. Julie Dyer? Yes, she was great. She was great. Um, but then I was loving. I re-listened to it today again. Home in the home. Home in the home. Anish, <laughs> she oh is God. funny. Stacy, my friend Stacy. Oh my gosh, she's awesome. Home in the home. You can check her out on Instagram, Facebook. Um, she's a very talented, uh, intuitive healer. And I did a set before we did our first uh, podcast. I did um, a reading with her, and it was so spot on. And she's not like, you will meet a dark, tall, handsome man in the future. You know, she's like, who's the drinker in your family? I'm like, whoa. (laughs) You know, like, just really gets to, like, so if you don't want to go there. The heart of the matter. Yeah, if if you're not, like, the kind of person that likes to go deep. You know, she go. might not be for you. She's very um, to the point, honest, but not mean. Like, well, she, as she says, you know, say what you mean, but don't say it mean. Yeah, no, she's great. That's I, her I could race. listen to her all day long. Plus, she has the best Long Island accent. I've the ever best. Heard. Wow, I mean, she puts Teresa Caputo to shame. Right? Oh my God! I know. I was laughing to myself so hard. I mean, if she's morning. the Long Island medium, then this one's the Long Island healer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's got quite the um, resume in her on her website. She does the Reiki. Yep. Is that part of the healing? Yep. And then the psychic. Mm-hmm. And then the tarot card readings. Yes, yeah, she all does that. all that stuff. And then Med- she has apparel. Meditation. She has apparel. You know, she's does meditations at the um, Montauk Salt Cave. Uh, and I love that her favorite place on the planet is Bellport. Yes, she loves it. No kid. Yeah. She's like, and she, it's my favorite place on the planet. Right. Bellport. And, and she chain smokes butts the entire time. It's, <laughs> and, but they're like. You would never know it. You, you can't hear it on no. the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I can because I'm sitting so there. Like, so, she, but it, she was like, I don't care. I love this. This makes me happy. Do what makes you happy. It's fine. Okay. I'm like, all right. That's awesome. Yeah. So you did two with her. I think I've done three with her now. Oh, really? I got I had three. Home in the home, one and two. Yeah, there's another one down down the line. A couple weeks, a uh, month ago. Oh, oh, really? I have to look. Was it? Oh, we'll find out. Then you did oh effortless everyday style love right here yeah. in your kitchen. I think it did. I was here, Danielle. That was a lot of fun. That I was just a lot did. Of fun. We just did a Walmart stint. I saw. It was very exciting. <laughs> it was really fun. We had the best time. That's great. Yeah, well, a she's a lot of fun. And she's great. Very talented. Very talented. And you know, I just like women who support other women. And I think that's really key. And we've talked about that many, many times about. How in this time where you have the opportunity to be so creative, just support one another. Yeah. Just support one another because it's all good. It's, it's all, all good. There's nothing bad about it. There, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I listen to a lot of comedian podcasts. And in Joe Rogan always talks about like in the 80s, comedians were enemies. They had to be against each other because there was only so many comedy sellers and whatever but now there's podcasts there's youtube there's 
Comedy Central has its own channel with 24-7 comedy on it. So, like, now everybody can be friends. Yeah. You look at the golfers on the tour. You know, Jack Nicholas and Arnold Palmer were rivals. But Ricky Fowler and, you know, all these guys, are they're all friends. Right. They so support each so other. There's something that can bring everybody together. Yeah. There's plenty for everybody. So, I think so, too. You know, it's like landscaping out here. Exactly. Yeah, there's, there's something there's plenty for, there's for everybody. There's plenty for everybody. Yeah, exactly. And just like, you know, what we're doing here or, you know, just because someone's doing something that's creative or different than you do, like, it's, so what? Like, it may not be for you. That may be something that's totally out of your box, but let the person that's going out of their box have, let them have fun. And I I just feel like anyone, I'm so proud of anyone who puts themselves out there and tries. I, 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 you know, I've have done it. Yeah, so that's why I know what it feels like. Right, I know and how you're, it. How you're it, a great supporter of people. I love it. I, I think know you it's do. Great, and I love that you love it, and I love it too. And you know, when I see someone who's younger, who's trying something new or doing something different or putting themselves on a limb, I'm like, awesome. Yep, you're I, only doing yourself a favor. Yeah, you're giving yourself self love. Mm-hmm. I love what Stacy was saying in her, in the podcast too about self love, how important that is. Yeah, it's number one. Yeah, it's and everything. how it really just can make everything so different in your life. Mm-hmm. And that really speaks to me because you know, with, you have children who have anxiety, friends who have children who have anxiety, and I think it's all part of this. Yeah. So much of the stuff that we're talking about, being able to have these podcasts, being on social media, which we're embracing, and we and we're we're able to break it down and deconstruct it in a logical sense, and use it for the good. And use it, but the kids don't have that ability because they're just right. not that mature, right? To realize that there can be so many benefits from it, but instead, it's almost like an enemy for them. Well, plus we we grew up with a normal life of playing outside, right. and you know the TV. Shut off at midnight. Right. What were those just, things? Bunny ears antennas. and antennas. <laughs> I mean, you know, the crying Indian cried, and then TV was over until the next day. And that you know, there was no all of this like influx of yeah. information and constant. Yeah. Uh, you so, know, that's hard. I'm sure it's very difficult. I'm planning you? on doing a podcast after the new year with my cousin Becky Mignon, and I'm oh, getting her beautiful. to get some of her middle school mom friends to talk about like middle school middle school and what do you do with all of this yeah I mean you and I have shared uh privately some of the struggles that I've gone through with my teenager um and you know I'm I'm always willing to share but I'm willing to share that judgment totally because I I the scrutiny is can be unbearable and it's not necessary and I don't understand the judgment part. I really don't. Because, you know what? Did you see my Instagram yesterday? I think I read yes. something about, like, the struggles. The struggles. Yes. It's, the, it's the, those times you got to kind of be grateful for them because they teach oh, you Oh, when things. they were coming up to the bridge, and I'm like, that's so annoying. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that before. I'm like, at the bridge. I'm like, really? Uh, now I stand here. <laughs> or I'm driving greatest to work, and I'm like, now I've got to turn around. Yeah. I've got <laughs> Thanks. That's why I was laughing. I wasn't (laughs) laughing about what you said. I was just laughing at the fact that the bridge is up. Yeah. Annoying. That's funny. Yeah. Um, But you got to embrace the struggles. And it's okay. And that's how you learn and grow and be. Yeah. But but it's also nice to be able to find people to bounce things off of without feeling like you're going to be rejected. Right. Hand up, not me. Mm, right. Sorry that's happening to you, but that's not happening in my house. Yeah. Um, it's not real. No, I learned a, a valuable lesson when I was much younger. Um, I had a friend of mine tell me about some pretty serious sexual abuse that was going on. Mm-hmm. And my reaction was, ew. And she was like, well, that's why I never told you. And I was like, oh. Okay, I just learned a huge lesson. I'm not saying you're ill. I'm saying how could someone do that to you? But I said that completely the wrong way. Right. And now I understand and now I know. You couldn't back out of it. That's not how you respond to something like that. Right. But I was 17 years old and I didn't know not to be like, 
Ew. Right, you right, know? right. But now you know. And, and that I knew from then on. I'm right. like, okay, that's not how you respond to someone who's confiding in you something that... That's really deep. ...is horrible right. for them. Right. So I think that's going to be a great conversation for you to have with Becky and, and her friends. I do too. And I hope that they're able to open up, and I hope that people listen and listen with heart. Well, it's, it is, I think, like you said before, it is hard for people to be honest because, like you said, you know... I don't want you to think badly about my family. I don't want you to think badly about my kid. I don't want you to think that we're not great because we are. But yeah. everybody's got problems. People make mistakes, and it doesn't define you. And especially when you're a teenager, um, you know, and that could uh, we could go on and on and on about that. Yeah, for sure. On and on. But I think I'm going to look forward to that for sure. And then you did One Love, God Bless. Oh. And I want to tell you that I reached out to one of the sisters. Because I, she shared that with me. I was like, first of all, they've just, that, that podcast was really cha- made a real big difference in my life. And I'll tell you why. Um, because my brother was going through some really, really difficult times. And he has struggled many, many years. And I found so many correlations between Scott and my brother that mm-hmm. I was, I think it really rocked me. Yeah. And I kept thinking about that a lot. And and I said to her, I, I said to Corinne, was it Corinne or Christy? Christy. Christy. Um, I wrote to her and said, this was one of the reasons why I was really driven to do the intervention that we did with him. Yeah. She shared that with us. Um, and... I thought that was so nice of you to reach out and say that to her well, because that's not what I'm saying. I didn't say it to you for kind no, of No, I know, I know you didn't, but um but I did think that. Um because, you know, they're like, are people are people listening? Are we helping anyone? Are we reaching anyone? Oh, and yeah. it's like more than you sh- that more than you'll ever know. And I have to tell you, I've been searching for the mom, like if I'm in best market, uh, <laughs> I'm like I'm like Am I going to see the mom? Because I want to just hug the mom. Yeah. She's great. I want to hug the mom. Carol. Yeah. She's awesome. And such a strong person and such a great mom. And I love those girls. And they've become such good friends of mine. And I love you guys. (laughs) It's... it's, I was listening to the end of the air podcast, which was about grief, which I'll tie these two in together. And I think I texted you and said, can we do a podcast about kittens and puppies? I know. Because Something I happy. just was like, and I get, no, I get it. And I, I'm not ever taking away from what they were feeling because I felt their pain. Yeah. I felt their pain. I felt their want. I felt their, I felt everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I give you such credit for being so gentle and thoughtful and... I don't know how you got through it. I don't... Thank you. I don't really know how I... I told you this morning before we started recording <laughs> that um, I get through these podcasts with people who have lost children, and I'm okay, I keep it together, and I'm okay, and then I'm thinking about the year in review, and I'm like, oh, so many things happened this year. <laughs> I said to you, I don't understand, like, how... I, I I was bawling and I would have been I can't help it like I would I see myself I almost lost it a couple yeah, times yeah no I'm I'm sure you did you probably had to like pinch yourself because you have to keep composure I mean otherwise you're all be bawling together right. and it's and that's like, fine but yeah but you're trying to make some some clarity here for, yeah for everyone to understand and but I was joking with you earlier and I said I watch Ellen and I'm crying. And she's like, she she brings so much joy to people. I and I don't know how she doesn't lose it. And then I shared with you that I cry at the price is right. <laughs> like, I literally get, like, sobbing watching people run on the stage, kissing that guy Drew Carey, and, like, yeah. and, like jumping. When I see that excitement, it right. just does it something to cry. me. It I makes know. me cry. I know. It's so crazy. I so know. I'm like... If I ever get to meet Ellen, that's the first thing I'm going to ask her. Is that how do you not how do you bawl not your eyes cry out? from all the joy that you're bringing from yeah, people? Yeah, it's so true. I mean, it just it's so wonderful. It's just emotional and overwhelming to do something so great for someone. You know, you know, it is. and that that's what you're doing. You're giving people the the gift of telling their stories, and that's what this is all about: storytelling. Yeah. 
And you're you're becoming the vessel for these stories to come through, and that's amazing. It's such a gift. Well, thanks. I'm so thankful that you know I came up with this podcast, or that Mark you know inspired me to come up with this podcast because um, everybody does have a story. You know, why are we so fascinated with stupid reality TV? It's because we were like. What's your backstory? It's my weakness. I know. It's everyone's. You know, Bravo is the decline of civilization as we know it. Um, Don't say that. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Believe me, I'm declining every day. Andy might be listening. You never know. (laughs) That's true. Someday. Um, But, you know, instead of watching crazy people, how about listen to a real person that everyone can relate to? And we've talked about this before, how, you know, you can be in a certain spot meet a person and look at them one way but if you have some time and take some time out to just ask them some questions they will divulge so much to you yeah and they'll give you all the good stuff yeah and then you're you're actually so good at that because um everywhere we go um you're like oh i know him he is has an interesting story he started out and i'm like you just talk to everybody and find out what's going on i love that that is my i'm like addicted to people and sometimes i don't want people to think i'm being nosy because there's a difference no you're not i mean remember when we were in uh, sag harbor having lunch and the guy came by hopping on one foot you're like what's this what's what's happening here what's the matter You're like this happened. You're and like, he was looking at me like, "I'll tell do you." Do you want to know? Right. You were like Karen Walker and Will and Grace. Like, what's this? How's this? What's it, what's happening here? <laughs> I just have to know because I I feel like there's something there. Yeah. Do you need just, me to help you? Are you okay? Something. What's happening? Yeah, and sometimes this starts with eye contact. Yeah, for sure. It's weird, and sometimes I feel like, why why is this happening? And then I then I realize why. There's something that there's some sort of tie that yeah. that that's why this happened. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a good feeling. So I I also enjoy storytelling. Yes. And, and listening. And you're good at it. Yeah. Well, you're well, you're good at it too. Well, you're good at it. You're good at it too. <laughs> um, and then you blew me away with your um, keynote speak oh. address that I told you that Thank I was you. crying. I was crying that. Mm. That was really that was. I was really twenty five. 25 minutes long Mm -hmm. of you just speaking from your heart from an address that you gave to kids on a retreat for hugs. Was that... Was that the one on... No, that was the other one about self-esteem. Okay. The the keynote was um, a Tuckahoe School keynote address that I gave. Oh, okay, okay. Which was... I know the one that was the one that I just listened to for straight on. Yeah, that was keynote. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I didn't know if I was going to be able to get through that when I was um, practicing the speech because I would break down when I was by myself. And I'm like, how the hell am I going to stand on a stage and not start crying? Yeah. To And I, I said, I might start crying. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, they, it, they were just like looking at me like... Uh, and you were looking at... Eighth grade faces. Um, yeah, middle school, middle school faces, grade, which are like, and the faculty and their parents, oh. um, which you know they were. Everyone was great, but uh, this woman came up to me, and you know, Tuckahoe School is predominantly Spanish. Yes, it's a very big, very big diverse uh, um, school setting. Yeah, so this. Um, woman came up to me, one of the moms, afterwards, and she caught up to me outside before I left, and she um, just said, like, you know, thank you so much because we're all the same. Mm. No one's better than anybody else. <laughs> we're getting choked up. <laughs> we're like, <laughs> and we might have to turn on the prices right. <laughs> yeah, because it's, how important is that for you to hear that? That's what you, that's, one person says that to you, mm-hmm. as with Christy. One person says that to you. Mm-hmm. It makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. It's because you're putting yourself out there. And you're, and you're doing it for one reason only, to make somebody think about what you're saying. Mm-hmm. One person walks away and says, wow, you know what? I get that. Yeah. You did your job. Did my job. It was good. Check. Thanks. Check, please. <laughs> That was really awesome. And then, again, another person was uh, John Abrey. The, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, 
that was wild. He like reached out to me and was like, "Hey, saw your um, uh, saw your website. Heard your podcast. I think that I might be a good fit." And like gave me his little bio of like how he was, you know, in Hollywood oh, in the '90s. His story was harrowing. Yeah, like, going unbelievable. to Playboy Mansion parties, and you know, and next thing you know, he's. Uh, Strung out, living in a trailer on the Tennessee River with a guy named Beaver, you know, and like, right. how did that happen? Right. And his his climb back up, and his you know struggle with addiction, and uh, his he and his wife and their three children, and how you know he's been clean. I mean, they've been together for over ten years, and he's been this time clean for two. You know, and yeah. I was surprised when he told me that. I, I thought, like, he had been Clean for our, sober a, for a, a longer long time, time. Because he had that terrible car accident. Yes, in college. And he lost a brother. He lost a brother. And then uh, before that, he was uh, the manager for, like, um, his college football team, which was basically, like, being part of the team. So he was this, you know, popular, yeah. included, connected guy terrible car accident, lost a limb, um, lost his leg, and struggled from there out. But even became, you know, an actor in Hollywood yeah. with, with one leg. Right. And did pretty well. Um, but then just, like, kept getting sucked back into the addiction. Right. And um, now is, you know, working to uh, stay sober, and he does talks all over the country and so I was really psyched when he reached out to me. He was great. He, he was, was great. really, really great too to listen he's to. He's a good talker. He lives in Nashville, right? I think he does. Yeah, he's in Nashville. Um then sorry. That's all right. Do not disturb's not working today. <laughs> then you did the human trafficking. Mm. Which is where your candle, candle. came from. Yes, I had the That's other right. candle too. That's right. Um yes, I Actually, again, got reached out to by them, um, the 11th Candle Company, and they're based out of Cincinnati, Ohio, and what they do is that they have women who have been formerly trafficked, and the United States is the number one country of human trafficking in the world, which I was shocked at. Um, Crazy. And they rehabilitate these women and have them work in their candle company. These women, uh, this is only in Cincinnati. There's trafficked women all uh, in all every city yeah. in every state. But in Cincinnati, Ohio, this one woman is doing this. And she has this 11th candle company. And all the profit goes to an orphanage in Africa that she also runs. So do some of these women come from... The from the continent of Africa and then come here, or no, they're, they're it's all, in in our in our communities in our neighborhoods in the United States. It's all they all these women that work at this candle company are trafficked in Ohio, and they're rehabilitated and go to work for this company. And how they, do they get them out? Um, I'm not sure that part of it. She just is a nurse who, um, you know, just saw women. Somehow through the hospitals. Yeah. And and then saw that there was something. You know, even if they got off the streets, no one's hiring them. Right. They have no place to live. They have no place to work. They have no references. They can't go home for whatever reason. You know, it's crazy. It's like... That's a a crazy thing. Oh, you're a dirtbag because this terrible thing happened to you. So Mm. we're not going to give you a chance. Mm. And so she created this company. Um, That story was crazy. And she's a nurse, so she was... Uh, you could tell when she was telling the story about the daughter she wanted to adopt from Africa and how that didn't work out because when she came back to Africa to visit her, she had been kidnapped oh and God. she hasn't seen her since. It's oh, heartbreaking. And she was like, yep, so I can't really talk about that anymore. You know, like, yeah. she just had to, like, state the facts. Yep. Um, but every candle you buy, and I bought all of my hostess gifts. <laughs> They're great. Everyone's getting a candle from, for Christmas. Jen bought me Oh Holy Night, which smells amazing. Yeah, and um, so everyone, you know, if you can, all year long, if you have a hostess gift, if you buy candles, if you love candles, you may as well 
help someone who's been human trafficked to be rehabilitated. And it's the 11th Hour uh, website? It's the 11th Candle Company, 11th and candle. that comes from the 11th Hour. Okay. Of like, it's never too late to hold out hope. Great. Wow. That's beautiful sentiment, honestly. That's amazing. Yeah. And then you started working with um, Living with Autism. That was really powerful stuff, too. Oh, my goodness. Ooh, sunrise. She was amazing. Um, this is a friend of yours? Actually, yes, she is now, but um, she is my really good friend, has a, a very good family friends, friends of ours, have a huge family, the Cullen family. Um, there's a lot of them. And this uh, one cousin, Suzanne, is the youngest of 12 out of, you know, like six kids. One of the kids had 12 kids. And, you know, so there's, like, over Sounds two... Sounds like my family on my father's side. Oh, there's a million of yeah. them. But um, Suzanne's uh, a beautiful soul, sweet, kind, nice person who had two boys. Um, she has a lot of siblings who have a child with autism. Yeah, she mentioned that, which I found that incredibly interesting. Yeah. So she just, you know, being the youngest, she was like, all right, I'm aware this is happening in my family. I'm going to take precautions. And um, so she uh, was very cautious with her first two children. And yeah. they didn't get all their inoculations until they were over five years old. And um, when her third son was born, there was a, they were going on a trip to California. There was a, like a measles outbreak. Yeah. And, and she said the doctor was very persuasive and, and, and forcing her, like she, she kind of says, uses those words, that he was very um, aggressive. Yeah, in his and she went push. against her mother's instinct, which she says now, you know, like, don't ever do that. Like, if you have that instinct, yeah. go with your gut. Go with your gut. Um, because her son received inoculations, and within five days, he was, you know, shark eyes. And... You know, I was there that day, and I met him, and he's, you know, looks you in the eye, he's talking, he's, you know, doing amazing, and she's homeschooling him with the help of this Luca. whole team. And, yes, and uh, the whole family is completely, you know, involved and supportive, and the kid's doing amazing, and she... That's incredible. Yeah, she credits it to this program, Sunrise, S-O-N. Yeah, which um, is up in the Berkshires. Yeah, and she urges anyone with a child with autism to check it out because you can do a remote class online. Yeah, she said that. Or, or you can do the five-day stint. Where I guess I was trying to imagine, was she in this place, like in a retreat mode for five weeks, just learning everything she possibly could, or did they have to bring the child with her? Like, how did they do that? That I don't remember, yeah. but... Um, but I've seen the website and explains everything. So yeah. Sunrise Sounds in good. Massachusetts. S-O-N-R-I-S-E. Exactly. Which is so great. That's amazing. And this and this boy who is the director of the... Mm-hmm. Um, Her teacher... Had, was born with autism. Yes. And his parents... You know, I, I don't know. I forget how old he is. But he's, you know, in his 30s maybe. Um, but his parents were told you know, put them in an institution, there's nothing you can do. And yeah. they were like, no. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> like, he was just spinning plates. I think there was a movie about him. Yes, yes. I remember seeing that movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember seeing that movie. Yeah, there was a movie about him, and so his parents developed it out of instinct. Amazing. And brought, him, brought him back. It's incredible. I know. That's a great story. And he's now six years old, this little boy, Peter. Yes, and he's adorable, and he's doing great. I mean, he's still got a way to go, but... I hope he still continues to... Yes. To do well. Absolutely. And then you did um, the last two of your year, of your year-end podcasts were with the Arasite family, and then the Arasite family, and the Hubbard family. Oh, the Van Heusens. And... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm saying Arasite because of... Corinne. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> My mistake. Um, yeah, the Van Heusen girls came back on, and we had a great conversation. I love talking with them. Um, they actually came on twice because the first time we had a technical malfunction. Oh. 
Um, had nothing to do with the glasses of wine we had before we started recording. At 10 o'clock in the morning? No, no it was a nighttime <laughs> one. Nobody well, knows what time it is. That's the thing. We could have been having champagne uh, this whole time. Um, except I said good morning. Yeah, that's right. Could but, be four in the morning. <laughs> never know. The club. <laughs> Welcome to the club. And then the last one with um, our friend Holly Hubbard and, the, and Carol Thorne and uh, Christy and Corinne about grief. And, you know, the Van Heusens from their perspective of losing a brother to death by suicide and Holly losing her son and Carol losing her son, but, and Holly losing her son to uh, a hit and run accident um, Mm. a few years back, which, you know, just devastated this community that we live in and, Mm -hmm. um, I know my son is, that's his before and after. And they were really brave and to come on and talk about it. And I think it was great for Holly because she got to say things that um, maybe she can't come right out and say. Yeah. But yeah. here she could say it. The conversation was, was I think, healing for, for, uh, for me too because it gave me, you know, sometimes we're walking around and we're not thinking about, how can we approach that person that just went through something really horrible without feeling like we're saying something stupid? Yeah. So kind of was good to hear some of the, some of the, I you know suggestions that they made. Yes. You know, come ask me. Yeah. Don't hide. From I me. might cry. I but might cry. I but, still want to hear I, it. And Carol was really uh, speaking to that too because she said, "I want to talk about him." Yeah. He's my son. Yeah. He. I want to hear the stories. Right. Or or whatever. Right. You know, I want I want someone to reach out to me. Don't be afraid to make me cry. I'm probably going to cry, but right. that's okay. And I think that was such a great permission slip, in a I sense, agree. for people. Because we sometimes don't know what to say. I know. We'll look the other way. Oh, I'm so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But you know what? You have to embrace that, too. And I, I, you know, Mark and I, especially Mark, he will, like, march up to kids who have lost parents or whatever and be like... Let me tell you about this time that your dad, you know, because he knows that he likes it still. Right. And I'm sure you do. Yeah. Love, love talking it. about your I got dad. a text this morning from a friend of mine that was like, I was just talking to my trees, laughing, thinking of your dad. You know, <laughs> I'm like, that's so great. He's been lost, gone seven years and I still get texts of like, thought of your dad this morning. Yeah, like, well, that's so nice. That they're not just thinking of your dad, they're thinking of you. Yeah, absolutely. And that's always nice to be thought of, mm-hmm. you know, in the middle of someone's day, just reach out to them and say, you know what, I'm thinking of you today. Oh, when, when somebody sends me something that's, like, nice or funny or cool or whatever, and they're like, this made me think of you, I'm like, that's the nicest thing ever. I know. Thanks. I get a thought of often when there's a fox something. Around. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, did you like those glasses I sent you? Yeah, those were really cute. Did you like that dish towel I showed you online? Yeah, that was I really gave you good. a mug last year with a fox on you it. <laughs> and I, I love getting my little fox gifts. So it's nice when all these little fox things come my way. That's right. I feel very lucky. It's cute. Yeah. So you had a good year. I mean, you had a really interesting year. It was a good year. With your For the podcast, podcast. Mm-hmm. and um, I just like to be able to like express myself. Like it's interesting. Um, this story that I thought of this week um, when I was doing my gratitude Instagram. Yes, you have a whole month of gratitude. whole month of gratitude. And one of the things that's so interesting to me is that um, as a kid growing up, I was, you know, like, be a good girl. Children should be seen and not heard. You know, like, don't talk back. Be good. Be good. Be mm-hmm. good. So that means, you know, be silent. Don't yeah. speak. Um, and I used to get my illness, and I was sick all the time as a kid, was strep throat. Oh. Always strep throat, always strep throat, always strep throat. And then as um, a teenager, I had malignant melanoma right on my neck. Really? Yeah, which is very weird. Um, And then as an adult, I got a thyroid condition. And then I kind of had a whole life-altering thing when my dad died and stopped being the person that I thought everybody else needed me to be and wanted me to be and just started being or becoming who I really was mm-hmm. and started saying what I felt and meant and, 
you know, say what you mean, but don't say it mean, Mm -hmm. and started this podcast and started communicating and started saying, like, not being afraid to say things, and I haven't had a throat problem since. And it's almost like, you know, my own body is telling me my whole life, it's okay to speak up. So you feel like there's some sort of curing in all this. Yes. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's very cool. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. I know. It was kind of a revelation that I... I mean, we've talked about other things with that, you know, but not that there yeah. is a health component involved. Yeah. Well, because you don't really realize that it's connected until you connect the dots, you know? Look at you. I know. Who's luckier than you, Jen Crazy. Oh my gosh. Uh, all right. Let's, like, lighten it up I'll tell you bit. who's luckier than you. Meghan Markle. <laughs> <laughs> but on phone. Segway. <laughs> The royal. That's so. Then this is our next part of the podcast is talking about the year in, in in the, the, the big year in the reality world. Right. Review. Right. The not big in podcast. Right. World. Not in podcast world. So yeah, Meghan Markle's luckier. Than yeah, me. she is luckier than me. <laughs> so the only downside for poor Meghan Markle is her dad. So her dad. There's always you know a, a Billy Bush in the. Oh. Not a Billy Bush because he's not bad. Billy Bush. We'll talk about Billy Bush after because yeah. I feel bad for Billy Bush. I do too. Um, I was thinking about uh, Billy Carter or Roger oh, Roger yeah. Clinton. Like right, <laughs> like the brother. Yeah, exactly. But he's the dad. <laughs> yeah, I hope I hope he go, kind of goes away. Eh, own it. Whatever. It's not you. Gosh. It's fine. You yeah. still got Harry. You're good. Yeah. But what's the deal? Why do you think they? Or do you think they're fighting with? I think that Will. this... Will. Is that I, his name? Will? Oh, no. I don't think that Kate... No, I don't think there's any feud going on. I think that's all media... Tabloid. Yeah. Yeah, that's just media being mean. I don't think there's any problem. But I do feel bad for uh, this this Meghan Markle's, uh, you know, the parent thing. It's That's t- tough. Though she does have a relationship with her mother. Yeah. Her stepfather... Her father wasn't in her life for a long time. Yeah. I'm sure she doesn't care. I'm sure. She probably doesn't even know. She doesn't care. Because if you're... You know, like I said, that that Beth Kesnick mentality of like, don't care, got this. You know, like she that's seems, who makes it. She seems the type. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she seems the type. That's why she's sitting. That's why we're in my kitchen and she's in the in the castle. I only started not caring like two years ago. <laughs> this is my castle. That's her castle. That's right. That is so funny. And then, um, of course, we had to deal with so many horrible, wild uh, Mother Nature. Situations, wildfires, unbelievable hurricanes, floods, mudslides. It's crazy. Yeah, that's a lot. It we really were in, is. Uh, California. We're in California. Yeah, we were in California in August, and uh, they were dealing with fires then. And then, in yeah. the, and then in this, uh, I guess you would say late fall, early winter again. More. It's just never ending. It's never ending for them, and I don't know what the answer is. Obviously. There's a lot going on. Mother Nature's not happy. Ooh. I know. Could be. You know, who knows? Who knows? But hopefully we won't see a lot of that in the new year. Well, hopefully. Who knows? I don't know. All we can do is, is you know, be prepared. As prepared as we can be. You sound like a good Boy Scout. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start working out like Sarah Connors from <laughs> Terminator. No, oh, my God. <laughs> do you have any New Year's resolutions? I never do. You know, see, I never did either, but this year I have quite a few. Okay, what are they? I want to really learn Spanish. Like, this has been, you know, I've been trying to be self-taught and oh. really do this, but this is going to be my year. Like, cool. 2019, I'm gonna, by the end, when we do this next year, you want to do, do it in do it Spanish? Spanish? All right. <laughs> be bilingual. That's amazing. Yeah. And I want to learn guitar. That, I do too. Everybody in my house plays guitar but me. Where, how are you going to take lessons? I'm not going to take them from David. No. <laughs> no I'm going to have to go and buy lessons. Or maybe go online. Okay. Because I'll do that with you. All right. Do you want to want to scope that out? Want to yep. see if we can do like well, a group So it'll be lesson. bilingual girl band by next, <laughs> next year. It'll be a, a Spanish <laughs> ooh, mariachi, mariachi band. band. Yeah. And then, uh, I have, this is the other thing. I want to do five full-on push-ups, like military-style push-ups. Okay, that's easy. You can do that. Can you do it? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I can do it right this minute. I'm not going to challenge you this but second, because you just had the flu. <laughs> yeah, you still have a little cold. I don't want you to overdo it, because you have a big week coming up. But yeah, you can totally do that. Yeah, and then maybe some, like, um, pull-ups. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, pull-ups. And then the other last, the, the last and final thing. Mm-hmm. 
Is I want to be more mindful. More mindful. You should have put that first. Brush your teeth for two minutes. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I mean, sometimes I'm so mindless that when I walk out of the grocery store, I have zero clue where my car is. Like, what What happened? What, what was I, I doing? My poor mom, she's had so much on her mind lately, and she said, you know, I came out of the store, and I had no idea where my car was. I hope people weren't looking and thinking it was weird. Oh. <laughs> she was like, no. Probably in that, you know, you get that panic state. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. I thought I left it in that spot, and it's not there. Well, because we're a society of people who's got their face in their phones, you know, like sometimes if I'm in the middle of, like, texting a kid or talking or something, and I get out of the car, and I lock it, and I walk into the store, I'm not, I'm not looking around. I'm not aware of my surroundings, yeah. which is ridiculous. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's something I have to be more conscious of. <clears throat> it's, um, and also, you know, this time of the year, it's a rat race. Yeah. I mean, how are you gonna? What's what's your Christmas plan? Um, we are going to. We always go to my aunt's on Christmas Eve, and then Christmas Day. You know, because of all those years when the kids are small and you got to yeah. go to like, we have to go to your mother's house, yeah. we have to go to my mother's house, yeah. we have to go to grandma's house. Um, of rat racing around for the last a lot of years, um, we've not done anything on Christmas Day. But I think, like, everybody's kind of ready to do something okay. again. So do you have a plan? We don't have a plan yet. But I think, like, we won't stay in our pajamas and just yeah. veg all day long. Maybe go to a movie, Maybe we'll, do, like, get up and do something. Okay. All right. Um, and not just be like, eh. Somebody's <laughs> watching TV in there. Somebody's watching TV in here. Do you go crazy buying gifts? Not at all. Really? Oh, God. I'm so jealous. Not at all. Uh, well, everyone's grown. Yeah. So you get them what they need or what they want. Uh, usually, it's just something. You know, if somebody specifically wants something, Do you ask the kids. Like, okay, guys, I, I send out a text to all the kids. I'm like, this is what you've got. You've got two weeks to tell me what you want. Right. And then that's that. Nobody anymore. You know, I mean, they're older. I know. Nobody anymore does that. Um, so, you know, it's just like if I see something and it's thoughtful and I think that they would like it. Um, so you really have no pressure that way. None. Oh. And I don't send out Christmas cards. Oh my gosh, okay. So I, I released myself of that years ago when I, I was sitting at my kitchen table um, and I was writing out, and I always felt like you can't just stick a card in an envelope and you have to write something on it uh, or else what's the point? Yeah. So I was writing, you know, my 248th Because you probably have known a thousand card, people. And I was like... I'm resentful of this. I am sending resent out <laughs> to my <laughs> friends' homes. I wonder if they opened it up and felt like, oh, I know, bad it's a energy. Card. Yeah, chill. Ugh. Who sent this one? Don't open it. <laughs> I, I ordered our cards. I took. First of all, I forgot that we had a great family photo from a wedding that we went to. Uh, you forgot? Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> so I made the kids sit in a big rocking chair in the George Jones Museum in Tennessee, took a picture of them, made the shot, did the shutterfly, committed, right? Yeah. Was having a couple of sips of wine on Uh the couch and started writing some weird something on the back. Oh, no. So when the cards came, David's like, you are not sending (laughs) these out in the mail. So Merry Christmas from the Fox family. Yeah. You will not be getting any card from us this year, and thank you. I want to see it before I leave. <laughs> I'm going to show it to you because you will laugh hysterically. You'll be like, oh, my God, Lisa, you're, this is too much. That is hysterical. Yeah. Um, what about, what do you feel about the word justice? What do I feel about justice? Um, you heard about justice, right? What do you mean? It's the word of 2018. It's really? the most Google world word for 2018. Really? Mm-hmm. From all of the different movements and uh yeah i guess it comes from uh justice uh for just even justice like justice in the supreme court uh-huh that leads for justice um kavanaugh mm-hmm. um justice for things that are happening in society gun debates mm-hmm. um justice and what's happening with trump and mueller right so i think it, it, it kind of runs the gamut of different things well i think that it's very interesting because um, none of these things 
that I feel like is almost part of like a renaissance that we're going through right now. You know, people are awakening. We're uh, realizing that we have to pay attention to things that we always thought smarter people were paying attention to and we didn't have to. Oh, right. Like we were relying. Yeah. We we're just like, yeah, he's got that. Yeah. So anyway, you know, and, um, uh, I just feel like we're at the precipice of this great time. You know, it might get worse before it gets better, but it's going to really be an unbelievable time to be alive. Um, and there will be justice. Yeah. I think, you know, uh, for us, in this house to talk a lot about revolution 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 and um yeah what that all means and and will we survive um maybe (laughs) you know it's like the people that are going to survive are supposed to and the people that aren't are not supposed to Mm -hmm. and uh rebuild from there yeah it's definitely interesting time for a, a lot of people have um, you seen that movie Ready Player One? No, David just watched it. He really liked it a lot, though. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, he just watched He just had it on the other I day. I recommend it. Yeah, we watched Family Stone last night. Oh, that's a good Blaney. one. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. Good classic Christmas. Yeah. And then, you know, I think we have to end with talking about the hashtag MeToo moment. Yep. And today, yeah. hearing, um, you know, kind of really... I, I, I don't know. I have a very wishy-washy feel on this you know that Le- Leslie Moonves is, le- is not going to be getting his 120 million dollar set uh, I guess severance pay uh-huh. because the have they had found that he was not really doing the right thing by the principles and policies of CBS but yet CBS was dishing out money to actresses who were claiming that other actors were harassing them very secretly and quietly. So I find this a very kind of an, an, another interesting conversation. Well, I think that... Do you have an opinion on that? I do. Um, a couple of years ago, when uh, when Trump was elected, I um, wrote this big, long Facebook thing about um, how, you know, it was, it was just all about, like, what was going on and everything else. And I, I wrote about how... Does anyone remember uh, Monica Lewinsky and her getting basically abused by the most powerful man in the free world at 21 years old as an intern? Um, and although I'm not saying she was completely innocent, she is a child, was a child. And um, there's actually a uh, documentary now on television called The Clinton Affair. Yes. And it's all about that. And I was like, I wrote about this two years ago. And, uh, and I think that it's amazing that people have finally rallied around the fact that, you know, women are in danger and that we can be preyed upon. You yeah. know, Louis C.K., even though he was part of the problem, um, he has this bit that says, like, the number one threat to man is heart disease and the number one threat to women is man <laughs> and you know that's true and that sort of turned on him my yeah and my whole life being uh an only child I didn't have brothers or anything and and I was out on my own at 17 and I worked in restaurants and bars and stuff like that so I was always super conscious right of you know drunk guy 12 o'clock watch out you know like we were talking today earlier about you took a walk by yourself in an area that was that you started to feel a little awkward and why and it's not a shame that you had to feel that way yeah you were in an area where there was a lot of men that were doing you know whatever their thing was and you felt vulnerable but that's that's just the way it is and there's most men that i know 99 percent of them would help you rather than hurt you yeah um, but there's always going to be that guy that yeah. can if he wants to. Mm-hmm. And you just have to hope that he doesn't. Right. So do you think that these guys should just be all put on an island and separated from everybody else? No, I think that it's a... Will they ever be able to come back? It's a teachable moment. You know, we didn't know any better. I took my kids to go see this play because Sean Hayes was in it. Mm. And we went to go see this play. It was called The Apartment. And... Within a half an hour, I was like, oh, no, what did I do? Because oh. the apartment is an old story um, from the 60s, and it's about this 
like underling who had an apartment close by that his bosses would take their secretaries to at lunch to have sex with. So it was like their sex pad. And the whole the thing was are... about cheating on your wife and right. chasing your secretary around the desk. And, you know, like, this was the culture. Right. You know, we didn't know any better. Now we do. So, you know, let's move on from there. Obviously, if you're a guy in power and you've been wielding this and abusing it, you should not get what you think if you, you should get. If you didn't follow the procedures and policies as they are written in the employee handbook it does it applies to everybody then you should not be able to receive right. that um you know i just because something you know this is my big thing with tradition um you, you, i love and respect tradition but just because something has always been this way doesn't mean it needs to stay this way you know like it just things have to change right i'm i'm i, I couldn't agree with you more on that uh, thought. I think it's a, it's a great way to, to kind of go out on this. Yeah. To be like, you know what? Change is good. Change is good. And sometimes things need to be changed, whether we like it or not. Yep. Does, is it going to hurt for a little bit? Yep. Might sting. Might sting. <laughs> but. Well, that was awesome. Thank you so much. It was lovely. Lovely. I can't I, wait to do it again. I really appreciate it. And uh, I love you, Jen Kessler. I love I you, Lisa you and Fox. your family the most merriest Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas happy to New you Year. guys, to all the foxes. To healthy, happy 2019. Yeah, baby. High five. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to our year in review. We'll see you in the new year. If you like what you hear, go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Peace.